had a little book was given to me, and every page spelled liberty. All my trials, Lord, soon be over. There is a tree in paradise, and the pilgrims call it the tree of life. All my trials, Lord, soon. It's too late, my friend. Too late, but never mind. All my trials, Lord, soon be over. Good morning, Kaisis uh, family. Um, I know it's been a minute. I kind of want to apologize. I know I said I was going to take a, a month off, a month pause, but it's been it's been almost four months. Uh, so apologize for that. Uh, a lot of things have been uh, going on. Uh, the song you just heard is actually it was actually sent to me by one of our church members, and it was a, a song that Pastor Todd really loved. Um, the song is called All My Trials by Josh Turner and Mary Spender. Um, it's been almost four months since Todd's passing. I thought it was going to be easier. I thought is, you know, I could just pick up Kaisis and, 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 and go on, but not easy. And honestly, a little bit of a mixed, confu- mixed, mixed feelings, mixed emotions right now, uh, maybe mad confused, hurt, why does God allow certain things? But right now, honestly, um, I just miss him. I miss him a lot. Kaisis really brings back really good memories. Um, this is actually our 102nd episode. And today, we're going to talk about the kingdom of God and a good pastor. We're not going to get into the theology or into any passages or anything like that. What I really want to do today is just take a time to reflect on the impact that Pastor Todd had in my life, and I'm sure reflect on the impact that Todd had in the life of others. Um, I have a special guest here to help me today, um, I, and I couldn't do this alone. So I want to introduce my brother, Abraham. So Abraham, how about you introduce yourself and say hi to, to everyone and tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes. So, hello, everyone. My name is Abraham Valdez. Um, I'm just thankful to be here today, you know, from being a listener to just being able to join you today. So, I'm very happy for this. Um, So, just a brief introduction. Um, I'm a senior at Houston Christian University. Uh, God willing, this week, I actually finished my last class. That's wild, man. BBA in management. So, almost done with that. God has been good. Um, so church-wise, I am also a member of Cornerstone OPC, and God willing, this November, it's going to be five years of membership. Wow. So, yeah, thankfully. Um, and yeah, uh, you know, just also, um, just uh, the, the relationship with you and, and Pastor Todd, 
Pod. You know, just I have a lot of memories of of you. You know, double checking some stories with me before sharing them. Also, just uh, every now and then sharing the topics that y'all were either going to discuss or already discussed. And I, I remember having a lot of conversations with you about that. Or even like after hearing an episode, I know we would talk about. Um, I would share right, you know, my, my thoughts and everything. So, you know, in a way, um, I, I've participated in this podcast in, in the background, right? Just from a lot of conversations that you and me had as y'all yeah. doing them. But, yeah. I feel like you're an honorary church intern in many ways because yeah. every, like, like Abraham said, um, we were we were roommates actually in college. So every time I would go meet Todd uh, in his house, or we would have a meeting online or whatever. After we were done, Abraham was always my go-to person. It's like, hey, look, look what we talked about with Todd today. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? So mm-hmm. he's been a very, um, he's been a, you've been part of this journey, man, in, in, in many ways. So I'm really happy that you can um, be part of it, you know, and and help us out. So, yeah, yeah like I said, I really want to take time to reflect on on Pastor Todd and, and the impact he had in, his, in my life and in the life of others. Um, and, and I want to divide this into um, a few parts. The first, the first one has to do with his personality, and I want to, I want to, <laughs> I want to share a few things with y'all. So the first thing is, is this: I didn't like Pastor Todd initially. I know that may sound weird or strange. Uh, I know everyone says don't judge a book by its cover. I, I definitely do, and I definitely did. Um, in my imagination, coming, you know, from a Hispanic background, you know, and and. And that I always thought that pastors had to be like these extroverts, these like outgoing, charismatic people. And Todd wasn't like that. Right? So that caught me like off guard at first. And I was just like, ah, he, uh, this is kind of weird. On, on, on top of that, in Hispanic culture, we're very touchy. You know, we like to hug. We like to kiss. And as a show of love and respect, especially for your, for your pastor. But the funny thing is that Pastor Todd didn't like hugs. I remember the first time I tried to hug him, he, he visibly tensed up and like extended his hand. He's like, hey, let's, you know, let's let's handshake instead. And I, I, I took that so personal initially. And in my mind, I was like, man, is this just like an American thing or is this like a Jewish thing? You know, I thought, man, this this guy is weird with a with a with a funny voice. So, yeah, that was my like initial impressions of Todd. But. Uh, with with time, something started to change because I'm like, man, Pastor Todd isn't fitting my expectations, at least initially. But I don't know if you remember this, Abraham, but I remember that we we went to eat pizza with Pastor Todd, his son yeah. TJ, and then you. We all went to eat pizza, and mm-hmm. I guess just Pastor Todd just really wanted to get to know us better or whatnot. Um, and I didn't know what to do. I, I felt really awkward. I never, I never even went to, I never gone out to eat pizza with a pastor before, with my pastor. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was just, we were just talking a little bit of everything, life or whatever. But then I felt like I had to, I had to like ask him something personal because he's my pastor. At that time, I, I really liked this girl named Megan, who's now my wife. And I was really into that, like, you know, I don't know, the courtship movement you know I, I don't know if i should date i think dating is bad I, that was my mentality so i told pastor todd hey pastor what is your advice should i should i take this girl out for coffee and and pastor todd was like well 
how long have you known this girl? And I was like, well, I've known her for like two years now. And Pastor Todd looked at me like so dumb. He was like, he was like, are you, are you serious? You've waited two years to take this girl out for coffee. He's like, absolutely. It's just coffee. And, and it's funny because Todd is the reason I went on my first date with my now wife. But something clicked in me. For me, that, that, the reason that memory is just so precious to me is because Todd, like that's when it clicked that Pastor Todd is not a legalist. And he's not a weird guy. He's not cold either. He, he cares. He's kind. He has common sense. And I don't know. I just had this expectation about what reformed pastors should be. And I was expecting this like crazy legalistic answer, this like theological explanation about why or why not I shouldn't take this girl on a coffee. And Pastor Todd was not like that, you know. And that's when it clicked. Like that's when I started seeing him so different. He, he really reshaped my expectations about how a good pastor should be and how kindness, passion, and love doesn't always show itself in these charismatic or extroverted ways. It shows itself in, in patience, in silence, in consistency, in empathy, and even in humor. And I mean, you saw this in, in, in more than just one way. I saw this in how he interacted with the children and the little kids at church and the fact that he'll take phone calls about anything. You may be going through the worst thing in your life or you just wanted to tell him about a show you watched. He'd pick up the phone. Man, it was just... It was just really something, and I, that, that just really impacted me of how a pastor can have a personality that goes against my expectations, and then, and that deeply influenced. Man, being a good pastor doesn't mean you have to fit one personality at all. Anyways, but that 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 at least was my initial impression of Todd Abraham. I want to hear from your perspective. How, how what were your first impressions? and your impressions of Todd's personality in general. Yeah. Um, so the way we were introduced to, to Pastor Todd, um, if you remember, we were still congregating at the elementary school. Yeah. And it was as Pastor Arendelle was moving, you know, to, to a new calling. <clears throat> um, and it's funny because he actually became, uh, Pastor Todd became a bit of a controversial, you know, individual. Um, yeah. When he was first introduced, you know, a lot of people, I heard people arguing, you know, about his theology and, you know, stuff like that, that I, you know, I just didn't know enough of him, but I guess some people already knew a bit about him. And sadly, like a lot of people were leaving because of that. So that was like a, a weird introduction, you can say, right? Yeah. I see my, my fellow church members deciding to leave our church because of this individual. But I remember that, you know, we decided to, to kind of give him a chance. Here's teachings that instead of like leaving with everyone else, mm -hmm. and he turned out to, to be a really good teacher. So that was, I feel like, one of the, the first impressions, um, you know, and also, um, you know, just being an introvert myself, if I'm completely honest, right, I don't really have too many one-on-one -on -one interactions with him when we first got to know him. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of my interactions was uh, usually through you, right, or with you, you can say. Uh -huh. <clears throat> um, but overall, right, like, uh, he seemed like a regular guy, you know, but but for me, that was like a good thing. Yeah. Um, he wasn't he wasn't a bad person, you know, wasn't <clears throat> like a, a prideful individual. You know, he didn't give off anything like that that made you feel uncomfortable. So mm -hmm. I would say that was kind of the, the first impression I had, Pastor Todd. Yeah, no. But what I what I, what I find interesting, just in general, 
is that before you know a pastor for his personality, you usually know him first for his teaching, right? Before before you get those one-on-one experiences, you you get to know your pastor through Sunday school, through sermons or past material or whatever. But I that that I rem- I still remember one of the first Sunday schools Pastor Todd ever gave. Apart from some Genesis stuff, he 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 made a, a Sunday school series called Ten Misinterpreted Passages," or something like that. I, I think it was ten. And the point is, it blew my mind because uh, if, if you remember, when we first got to Cornerstone, at least me, I was full on like cage stage Calvinist. I was really enamored with the whole reform stuff and reform culture or whatever. And I guess with that came certain expectations going to a reform church. Mm-hmm. I thought that, man, these Sunday schools and these these sermons are going to be complex. They're going to be super theological with a lot of fancy language. I expected each like Sunday school or sermon to be like a Greek lesson, you know. We're gonna get into the nitty gritty, but um, Pastor Todd wasn't like that. He w- he was simple, he was clear, he was concise, and he was short in his time. He he really respected people's time, and without the fancy language, without the fancy Greek or whatever, he did it like just to clarify. He there were times where he did get you know deep and, and into the Greek or whatever. But point is, in general. He knew his audience, and his intention wasn't to impress anyone. His intention wasn't to show off to anyone. He genuinely wanted to teach, genuinely wanted people to, to learn. And that, that really impacted me and what I thought about teaching. You know, teaching's not always about being complex. It's oftentimes, it's, it's knowing your audience and, and, and generally having um, the intention of them learning. And, and, and I'll never forget, the first time he preached, I think he kept it under 20 minutes. And we were done. We were. I was so used to like 30, 40 minute uh, preaching, but he preached in like 20 minutes or 18 minutes or whatever. But point is, I learned so much. And I think it was on First Corinthians, something like that. But I just remember leaving. I was like, man, that's that's crazy. I, I don't know about you, Abraham, but whenever Pastor Todd would preach or teach, like if I could describe it, like his, his teaching style, it'd be like it's connecting the dots. He, he always had a way of presenting the Bible or the passage as a unified story leading to Jesus. And he did this with everything. I mean, whenever he would teach about creation, framework theory, that he, he, he didn't believe that the earth was created in, in literal six days, or whenever he would teach about two-kingdom theology, or any anything that he would teach, he would always present it as a unified story leading to Jesus. And, and you could be a, a five-year-old, and you could understand them, or you could be, a, you know, older PhD or whatever, and you could understand Todd. And that's what I loved about him. But more importantly about his teaching is that he was so convinced about the centrality of the cross and the centrality of the resurrection that every sermon ended with hope. I, I never left one of Todd's sermons feeling like crap or feeling like I had to do more or like I had like, you know, I had to, I had to just work hard in the Christian life. He always ended with, with hope. And it's funny because when I started taking over more of the, the teaching and stuff at Cornerstone, I would always send my my sermon notes or my Sunday school notes to Todd, Pastor Todd. And then he'd always ask me, like, hey, where's the cross in your sermon? And I always say something, well, you know, Todd, Pastor, you know, it's implied, but I don't think the passage goes that way. And he'd always he'd always be like, no, 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 no. We would get into a huge conversation about why the cross has to be present in every sermon and in every, every Sunday school. And, and it's funny because to this day, Abraham, like that voice is still stayed in my, in, in like my mind. Every time I'm writing a sermon or, or, or a Sunday school, I always ask myself, 
where is the cross in your sermon? And that's that's definitely a long-lasting impact he's had. But yeah. I don't know, how, how did you feel about Pastor Todd's that's teaching in general? Yeah, so, so like you said, you know, he was short, clear, and concise. And, um, you know, that was also very, very impactful for me, very important. And, like, um, you know, just thinking of, of, like, the previous church we had been in, a lot yeah. of the teachings were long, confusing, and all over the place. So it was actually very different, right, um, being able to go to a church where the teachings are actually clear and concise, and then I guess the short part was an added bonus. Mm. Um, but also, like, I remember I really loved, you know, Pastor Arendelle's teachings, you know, yeah. because how clear it was. So when Pastor Todd actually initially you know, came, I was a bit worried, right, that that would no longer be the case, right, clear, because, mm-hmm. you know, that was one of the main reasons we'd stayed at Cornerstone, yeah. you know, but it came out that Pastor Todd was actually a very, very good teacher himself, he was, you know, very clear in, in what he what he taught, um, and I just found it, you know, very helpful, and, like, after his sermons, or after his Sunday school, you know, I felt like I either learned something new, or that I better understood you know, the passage that you were looking at. So I found that very, very helpful. Yeah. And so this was like maybe our second year at Cornerstone, right, when Pastor Todd came. So this was maybe 2018, 2019. I think it was 2018. Not sure. 2018, yes. But I don't know. I don't know when, but I think it was one Sunday around, or it might have been that one day we went to eat pizza together. But Pastor Todd asked me, do you want to be the church intern? I don't know what brought it up. I think I was telling him about school or that I, I needed to soon look for an internship, something like that. And he just like, why don't why don't you just like um, be the intern here at church? And yeah, I was like, yeah, sure. Don't remember when, but point is, he was like, all right, let's let's meet at my house. And it was so funny because um, for those of you who are not from Houston. I went to school southwest part of Houston, and Pastor Todd was literally the opposite of where I was, north northwest of Houston. And that may not sound like a big deal, but if, you, if you're familiar with, with Houston, especially um, when it comes to late afternoon, that traffic, that traffic's pretty bad. It would take me like over an hour to get to his place. <laughs> no and in my culture, right, you don't say anything to the pastor, you just don't say anything. But if I buy that, I was like, Pastor Todd better pay for my gas or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because this is yeah we would be like once a week but i was like man this is traffic sucks anyways that i remember the first time we met we went to his uh his place his, i think it was his house he lived in a house at that time and in the first internship meeting he was like hey no offense or anything but i'm going to teach you and treat you like you are new to the ministry and i'm not gonna lie when he told me that i was like my pride was really hurt because like, internally i was like I know, I know more than you think. You'll see, you know, uh, because I've worked in church before. I've done other stuff. But, man, was I wrong, right? I was very, very wrong. And I don't have enough time to, to cover how indebted I, will, I am to Todd and how his mentorship is reflected in everything that I do ministry-wise. But... One of the one of the big things that we we would do, Abraham, um, is read books, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna make a list and I'm gonna post it so y'all can see all the books that we went together, and a big part of our internship, apart from um, apart from you know, very technical stuff about how 
the OPC works, how church works or whatever. A lot of it was just reading books and interacting, dissecting it together. And a lot of the books that he gave me, he didn't always agree, but that was kind of the point, right? Let's read books that are all over the spectrum, whether we, we, we agree with them or not. And Cheryl, Todd's wife, can tell you the many hours over the years that we spent just talking over an article, talking over a book, talking over a passage. And it's been, it's been, it's been hard, sad, but it's been sweet just kind of getting to reflect how, how all those conversations, all those books, all those, all those rebukes, not rebukes, it's just the stuff that he would correct me on, like how that has influenced everything that I do ministry-wise from my sermons my Sunday school, how I view pastoral care, my view on women in ministry, uh, my view on pacifism. The fact that I'm like, it just uh, another big thing is just being alert on the toxicity of reformed culture and some reformed theology. Man, Todd is really the reason or a huge reason why I, I left this. He's the one that got me out of my cage stage Calvinist bubble. And I don't know about you, Abraham, but every time, uh, man, Pastor Todd did something so impactful throughout our mentorship and as a pastor. Our corporate reading used to be very reformed stuff. It used to be either Nicene Creed. It used to be either from the Westminster Confession or from the, from the Westminster Shorter Catechism during worship. But something that Todd did that initially bothered me is that instead of doing anything, reading anything reformed or, 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 or church history-wise, we started reading Psalms. And what Todd did little by little and without, I'm not, I'm not criticizing Reformed theology. I, I uphold a lot of the tenets of Reformed theology. But Pastor Todd really shaped my, my way of thinking. He, I went from loving Reformed theology to loving the gospel. Not that those two are against each other, but he, he, really, he really taught me how to peel back the labels. He really taught me to, to, in a way, to return and embrace the simplicity of the Christian faith not to be caught up in the titles, not to be caught up in the categories, although they, there is a context for them. They are important. But he really taught me to love the gospel, to, to love the scriptures, to love the apostolic tradition that we've inherited throughout the years. I don't know. There was just a simplicity to the faith that he embraced, that he taught, that to this day is just reflected in everything that I do. So and I know that's just weird, but that's just... just Personally, that's how I viewed, how I view and how I see Todd's mentorship and, and, and impact. Mm-hmm. What about you, Abraham? So I, I, I know I knew Pastor Todd more as a mentor due to the internship, but how was, how, how did you see his influence on your life as a pastor? Because I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure you've had interactions with him as a pastor. Yeah. Um, you know, something kind of funny is that, you know, I would see him early on Sundays, you know, because uh, I work, you know, doing sound at, at church. Um, so I'd get to see him uh, either before Sunday school or before service. And, you know, that gave me a chance to to interact with him, you know, as I was setting up things or finishing setting up. Um, and to be honest, you know, sadly, I feel like we didn't have as, as much conversations as we could have had. You know, we were both <laughs> uh, introverts. So, a lot of our conversations were, were sometimes short. Um, but, you know, one of the the biggest memories that I have is that um, for a couple of months, we would meet up and have lunch together. Mm-hmm. And we would just talk about, you know, how I was doing, you know, and more specifically, like, my relationship and my walk with God. And that was, like, a, a very unique um, experience 
that that I was able to share with him as my pastor. Um, you know, I remember sharing things about myself that I've only shared with very few people. And, and for some reason, like, it came out, you know, very easily and naturally. And, and it wasn't necessarily like positive things, you know, that I was holding in. Um, but, you know, for some reason, you know, just interacting with him, I was able to really share uh, what was going on in my life at the time. Mm. Um, and he helped me a lot, you know, provided a, a lot of care and advice. And, I, you know, I'm just very thankful for for the time that, that he, he invested in me, you know. And, um, you know, I remember it might have been like the first lunch, to be honest. Like, you know, he made me cry, you know, <laughs> and, and like in, in a good way, um, you know, just, just being able to share with him. So I just just find that very special, right, that um, even though, like you said, he didn't have the most outgoing personality, that, that never really hindered um, his ability yeah. to care for, for, for individuals in the church. Exactly. Um, so I'm just thankful that, that I was able to experience that you know, with him and through him. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And that actually leads us perfectly to, to the next part I want to talk about. Um, his, his approach to pastoral care, um, he, Todd was always big on, on empathy and not once did he ever think himself better than other people. Like you said, he was not a prideful dude. I, he had many faults, but uh, he never came across as like cocky or, or arrogant or, or prideful. At, at least that's, that, that, that was my experience with him. Mm-hmm. And this was a man, I remember in, throughout our internship, throughout our, our just journey together and as a pastor, this was a man who was very self-conscious about church hurt and about just people who are in his church. These are people that come from a background of legalism. They've been hurt by legalism. Uh, these are people who come from broken marriages and broken relationships. Uh, they come from a background of abuse. Um, this is a man who is very self-conscious about how women are often the targets and the victims of church hurt. And he was very self-aware of his own limitations, too. He, he would always say, you know, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a counselor, nor do I pretend to be. He says, I am a pastor. And he always said, pastoral care is simply an extension of the pulpit. In other words, he will never say, uh, at least to me, he would say, I will never say something during pastoral advice or pastoral counseling. I will never say something that I wouldn't say from the pulpit, right? Because I'm not a therapist. I'm not a counselor. So he always was very self-aware of his own limitations. If, if someone needed therapy, he refers them to a psychiatrist or a therapist. If someone needed marriage counseling, he would take them and encourage them to go to marriage counseling. He was a pastor and he knew his limitations. But one experience personally that I had of, of, of Todd as a pastor was, I remember, you remember, when I was really going through a rough time with my family. Mm-hmm. Um, we, weren't, we weren't talking. It was really rough. On top of that, I was dealing with some personal stuff, just personal sin. And man, I remember I, w- I went to Todd. I called him the night before. I was like, hey, can, we, can I meet? Can I meet up with you? And at that time, he was living in, in an apartment. And I went, and I was I was crying on my way there, and I was freaking out. I didn't know how Todd was going to react to the stuff I was about to tell him. In my imagination, I thought I was going to be kicked out from being a church intern. I was going to be kicked out of Cornerstone. I was going to be put under discipline or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I remember I got there, and I just I, I just vomited 
my emotions on on him, right? Just telling him, man, this is this is what I'm going through. I'm stressed. I'm dealing with this. I'm dealing with this sin. I'm dealing with this crap. And on top of everything, I'm having having problems with my family. We're not talking. You know, we're we're this or whatever. And I just I just went boom. And I remember after all that, I ended it with this. I was like, hey, pastor, I don't think I'm worthy to be a church intern or to be in ministry, something like that. And then, I don't know, I just really thought Pastor Tom was going to give me an earful. I thought he was going to like, I don't know, I thought he was just going to tell me, like, tell me off, like, you know what, well, get out of here or whatever. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that bad. I, I was just telling him just some personal stuff, but I was making it a lot bigger in my head. Point is, Pastor Todd, this is what he said. He says, how you feel about not being worthy is how I feel about being a pastor every Monday. He says, every Monday I tell myself, I don't deserve to be a pastor. He says, hey, trust in Christ, no worries, move forward. And then he just gave me just some advice how to handle my, my family situation and and that's it. Um, I don't know, I just, that caught me off guard. I expected maybe some yelling from him. I don't know, some rebuke. I thought I was gonna, I, I, I don't know. I just didn't know what to expect from him. But he just, he was just so kind. I left with hope. I left encouraged. I, I came, I, I, I felt like such a sinner, such a piece of crap. And he left me feeling like a, like a, like a Christian, you know, it's like, hey, it's okay. He says, he says, the only thing you've proven in this, this meeting or whatever is that you're a sinner in need of Jesus. And he says, that's me too. And it really made me think that experience is like, hey, I wonder if this is how Jesus sees me, right? When I approach him ashamed and guilty. And, and from, from my experience and from what I, hear, what I hear from you and from what I hear from other people, he was the reason he was so easy to talk to is because, one, he was a really good listener. But two, he, he, there was no judgment in the sense that he, 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 he wasn't condemning you and you always left with hope. You know, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts about that? Aaron? What was I, I know you already shared some stories about your experience with him as a pastor, but anything else? Um. Yeah, yeah. It just it's just very interesting to me, like the, the his personality, right? And then the care that he had, um, you know, just just very thankful in that sense um, mm. of, of how 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 he cared for, for those around. Um, because like I like I said, like those some of those early early morning conversations at times were you know were were a bit awkward, um, but when it came to like like you said like serious personal things like he was there for you you know mm-hmm. um and just a very unique experience you know just we've had a couple pastors in the past and i don't think i've had that much you know personal connection mm-hmm. or or interactions i guess you can say with pastors so having that with with pastor todd was was very special and unique and um you know, just shows what what a good pastor does, right? He mm. doesn't stay in the pulpit. You know, sometimes he stoops down to to our level, and and cares for for us. So, yeah, yeah, very. Yeah, he's a very special person. A lot of great memories with him, mm-hmm. and it's cool, Abraham, because I, I really love the fact that I got I got to share a lot of those memories with you, because. Yeah. Uh, what a lot of people don't know is that uh, me and you would like do like like a few things for him. Do you remember? Like we would help him move a lot. Do you remember yeah. that? We would always like help him do stuff because he was like ah two young men, perfect. And like he had like like he knew me and he knew you, so he always felt like he could always ask us. And, and in our culture, 
like you don't say no to the pastor and, and, and like pastor Todd never forced himself was never never imposed nothing like that even though we were busy with school or football right we would always right we would always find to find time for Todd we, we were I, I personally was always nervous to say no he never gave me a reason to be nervous it's just I guess a cultural thing yeah but we would always have like great like moments uh um I remember we, he moved like three or four times do you remember mm-hmm. and I think out of those Three, four times we helped him move like twice. Yeah, and he, his thing was always like lunch afterwards, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's go eat lunch. So we'd always have like great conversations, going from pastor stuff, you know, to us telling him personal crap about just family issues or whatever, and then just talking about shows or just whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really nice just getting to experience just a little bit of everything about Todd, seeing him as, like you said, just a normal human being who loved to watch shows and TVs. I really loved how um, his relationship with Cheryl, Mm -hmm. um, it was always very exemplary and beautiful to see, loved and cared for Cheryl, seeing him as a pastor, seeing him as a teacher, seeing him as a mentor. I'm just, just over the years, it's just a huge privilege, right? being able to see just all those angles and it's cool like i said because i got to see that and experience it that experience that with you with family so it wasn't just me it, it was also you so i don't know it, that, that, that just makes it even more special uh in many ways i feel like i won the lottery <laughs> with todd um, i'm really scared that i'll never find a pastor like him again right but you know god god will provide god raises people up like todd and I sometimes go back, still go back to old sermons or recordings and just kind of hear, still hear his voice. And, and it's kind of cool to see that his, his impact remains, right, in his influence, te- his teachings, the fact that we, it's all recorded. It's just really cool that his legacy can still continue. Yeah. Um, just to conclude, um, just to let our, our audience know, I'm, the future of crisis in many ways is still uncertain. For sure, we, we are doing four more episodes. The next one, the next episode is going to be about the culture war. And it's actually Pastor Todd's final podcast notes that he sent me. And we just, we were unable to do that podcast. Um, so I definitely want to do that. Um, and we're, we're going to keep putting one each, each Friday. Um, but just want to thank you all for your support for this for this project and and we'll see we'll see what god has for for kaisis and i just hope this this continues to be a blessing for you so abraham any a, any final thoughts as we wrap up as you wrap up your first kaisis episode yeah yeah i just want to say like i'm i'm very thankful for for pastor todd's life you know and for all the care that he provided um you know he impacted a lot of people on a personal level that you know wasn't always exteriorly visible you know, mm. and that really made him, you know, very special. So I'm just very thankful for him. I'm also thankful to be able to join you, you know, today. Yeah. Uh, I'm thankful to, I'm also thankful for what, what this podcast, you know, has achieved and how God has used you and, and Pastor Todd uh, throughout crisis. And yeah, just excited to, for what's to come, you know. Yeah. You know what's funny? Before before this episode, we were—I was actually talking to one of our church friends, and he was telling telling me about that. That he says, "Oh no," and I was like, "What do you mean?" 
when I told him that you were going to be in this podcast, and he was like, "Is this you're going to fight? <laughs> you're going to fight in the in the episode?" And I was like, "I, I don't know. I think we could put our differences aside. Yeah, <laughs> our brotherly differences aside for for at least the episode." So no, I'm really thankful for you to be part of this project and and just um, yeah, um, we're gonna next week we're gonna do the culture war. Um, I hope you have a great week and uh, may God bless. My trials, Lord, soon be over. There is a tree in paradise, and the pilgrims call it the tree of life. Oh, my trials, Lord, soon. But it's too late, my friend Too late, but never mind All my trials, Lord Soon be over If religion were a thing that money could buy Then the rich would live and the poor would die Oh, my trials, Lord, soon be over Oh, my trials, Lord, soon